Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we come to part two of Pastor Jim's series of sermons on prayer, centered on Jesus' teaching on the subject in Matthew chapter 6. We'll finish our look at the Lord's Prayer, recorded in verses 9 through 13. The first part of the prayer addresses God, recognizing His holiness and sovereign hand over His creation. Beginning in verse 11, we begin to see requests. What do you pray for? When do you pray? Is it only when you want something you don't have or want God to remove something that you do have, like a challenging circumstance? How does that idea of prayer differ from the model Jesus provides us here? Are there ways perhaps that we should remodel our prayers? Some of us may need to completely demolish the old way and replace it with this new way. Some of us just need to take prayer more seriously and pray far more often. There are lessons to learn here for every Christian, so we hope you'll join us every day this week. For this day, here is today's piece of the message entitled, Pray Like This, Part 2. As we come around the Word of God today, I invite you back to Matthew chapter 6. We're in the middle of the three chapters that are known as the, the Sermon on the Mount, and we're in that portion that is most frequently referred to as the Lord's Prayer. It's actually a sample prayer that the Lord gave to the disciples, and so we've called it Pray Like This. Last time, as we began this, we observed that after the introduction or the target to the prayer, our Father who is in heaven, and before the conclusion to the prayer, there are six petitions, and so far, We worked our way through three of them. This is how far we got. Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Second petition. Your kingdom come. I'm sorry, the first petition. Hallowed be your name. Second petition. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's not right. There's three of them there. Okay. Um, You'll see it this way. Our Father who is in heaven, that's the target of the prayer. That's who we pray to. The first one is, hallowed be your name. Second one is, your kingdom come. And then the third, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, we just started into the prayer, got that that far through. And I pointed out to you that we learned some things about prayer in general from this sample. First, we learned that prayer is submission to God. He is in control. We are in need. We seek His glory. We seek to have our glory suppressed, if you will. How absurd would it be to pray to someone who isn't in control? You know, that's like uh, you know, asking the, the, the plumber if he can fix your computer. He's not in charge of that. God is in charge of everything. We also learned that prayer is an incredible privilege. Despite the transcendence of God and His, and His majesty and His, and His infinite nature, we can come and talk to Him as a Father. We, fallen, sin-cursed, limited, 
get redeemed in Christ, but we can actually speak to Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. What a privilege that is. This prayer also reminds us that our citizenship is not of this world. Our allegiance is to a kingdom yet to come. Our allegiance is to the king who is opposed by the God of this world. So we live in two worlds at once, if you will. And so we also learn that that prayer allows us to align our wills with God's will. We declare our dependency upon Him. We, We express that we want His will to be done on earth, where we tend to mess it up, quite frankly, as it is in heaven. And so we say prayer is a means that God uses to give us what He wants. Now, here's an outline of the, of the whole, uh, or I've shown you an outline of the, uh, of the whole prayer there. Now we're going to move to the fourth petition. The target, as always, is our Father who is in heaven, and the fourth petition is in verse 11. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, believe it or not, people find a way to quibble over exactly what that means. It could be, give us today the bread, and bread is a euphemism for food or sustenance, give us today the food we need for this current day. So every day you're to receive it uh, from God. Well, press that too far, and if you have anything in the pantry, then you're presuming on God. He's supposed to give it to you every single day. So get up in the morning, go out and kill something and bring it home and, and cook it. Well, or it might just be Give us the bread we need for our daily existence. I think that's obviously what it means. Whatever is necessary for sustaining the physical life that you have entrusted to us, God, we are saying we trust you to provide that for us. It reflects trust in God for for what we need. Uh, he, He does not promise us luxuries. We are so blessed with abundance beyond what we need. But understand that here he's just saying bread is the most generic way to describe physical nourishment. Like we say, we're we're breaking bread together. Uh, We're we're having a meal together. We're eating together. So this reflects the recognition of the, the, the silliness of worrying about what you need. God says, call on me. I will give it to you. By the way, here's a preview of a, a little bit later in this chapter. You're going to see a, a threefold repetition of this same theme. But in Matthew 6, 31 and 32, Jesus says, Do not worry then, saying, What will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. And remember in the two verses right before this sample prayer, the Lord knows what you need before you ask. So trust Him. Now from this very simple idea, give us this day our daily bread. Several good ideas are suggested here. There's the principle of of, of moderation. We're not asking God for... An abundance, we're asking God for what we need. There's famous words of a little-known Old Testament prop named, uh, prophet, an Old Testament uh, saint, I should say. We don't know that he was a prophet, named Agur, A-G-U-R is his name. He wrote a little bit in the, in the Proverbs, and I believe a psalm or two. Proverbs chapter 30, 
verses 7 through 9, he says this. This is wonderful. Remember in the context of give us this day our daily bread. Think like this. He says, two things I asked of you. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep deception and lies far from me. In other words, keep me in the truth. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is my portion, that I not be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or that I not be in want and steal and profane the name of the Lord. So, Lord, I'm trusting you to give me what I need. I don't need what somebody else needs. I don't need extra, but I trust you to give me my daily bread. That is an expression also of total dependence. That's the attitude of the heart of any faithful person who who understands that all that we have is by God's grace and His goodness. Giving thanks at a meal is one of the simplest everyday ways to express the right attitude toward God. You know, Lord, I would starve without you. We need to understand that. Humility is also suggested here. That's the, that's the proper way to, to, to come to God. Now, He knows that you make a living by the sweat of your brow. He knows that you paid for the groceries that have found their way to the table, and yet you still accept what is on the table as a gift from God because it's all infinitely more than we deserve in our sinfulness. And, of course, there is the recognition of the willingness to work. That is how God provides in almost every situation. That's His ordained way to take care of you. It's a a presupposition behind this request. In our daily emails as we work through 1 and 2 Thessalonians, when we get very near the end of that, you'll see this one in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10. Paul says, For even when we were with you, we used to give you this order. If any, man will, if any man will not work, neither let him eat. Now, that's not a contradiction to give us this day our daily bread. That's a recognition of how God typically supplies. So, give us this day our daily bread. Well, what do we have so far in the sample prayer? Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And then petition number five to our Father who is in heaven. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Now it's obvious that this request is asking God to deal with us according to the riches of His grace. This is not a prayer for justice, because justice would have you snuffed out and in the lake of fire immediately. This is recognizing that we stand in God's grace. We need His mercy. Remember, Jesus preached this whole sermon with the Pharisees and the scribes present, and He specifically called them out. They're the ones who he describes as they trusted in themselves that they were righteous. And Jesus says, you need something that is completely, profoundly surpassing that. You can't be righteous. As the Apostle Paul put it, by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified. No one was ever justified 
by obeying laws. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.